Hey, this is the Spirit Talk Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm Daniel Brinkman, and this is Matthew Brinkman, my brother. I'm just going to do sort of like a, just I'm going to give him questions, and we can just have a conversation like that. So, when would you say that you became saved? What is your salvation story? Oh, that is a hard question. I, it was never, I don't think there was really ever really like a defining moment, because I, Grew up in a Christian household. Hold up, I'm sorry about that. about that. That's fine. Oh, there we go. Things <laughs> are on its own. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I grew up in a Christian household. Just kind of took it more seriously, like more and more over the years. Um, I think there were, probably, there were probably a couple moments that kind of knocked me into that. I guess um, not just one. So like one moment would be in high school, going on like we used to go to this place called Living Waters. And it was like a, a week long, like camp type Christian place, and um, I just remember like my relationship with with God becoming more real. Like I became more about relationship there rather than just like, um, like I don't know, He's sovereign and over my life, and I have nothing, I can't do anything about it or something. I don't know. Like, it was like a different relationship before then, um, and then. Yeah, just going to like different churches and stuff, and then I think college was was a was a good experience for me, or uh, if you could call it college, a two year uh, ministry experience. What do you um, mean if you call it if if you could call it? College? I don't know. Some people wouldn't. Some people wouldn't call that college, like a master's commission type thing. Oh, and then I think after that was probably when when I like had to start becoming my own person and like doing my own thing and like realized that I couldn't like piggyback off of anybody else's spirituality or like anybody else's relationship with God was when like I realized okay I have to like figure out what what this means to me I gotta figure out what who God is to me and 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 um it has to be real for me and not just like um me adjusting to cause like I, I always was in Christian environments basically like a Christian household went to church the school I went to was Christian school the college I went to was Christian college and then after that I was just like in churches a bunch so I always surrounded it with like in a Christian environment and so it was just easy to it was easy to not be it was easy it was easy to be Christian it was easy to just like adjust to my environment and like be a Christian I don't know if that makes sense but I had to it had to become real for me at one point at some point and so I had to figure out kind of what it what it meant for me and I I went through that um actually late 2020 so like pretty recently where I was like actually kind of going through like a darker season where I just was trying to figure out what the heck like this meant for me and and like it didn't start feeling real until after that and then right after that was when I like started like God started opening doors for me to start like being a part of like stuff that just felt bigger than myself yeah what does your specific ministry look like that kind of goes into that question Sweet. Um, what types of things are you involved in? Yeah. So lots of outreach events and stuff. Just um, splitting up into groups or going out on, on our own onto the streets. And, and um, like, yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing because I'm, I'm pretty new to it. So it's like I, I don't go and force um, the gospel onto people. I kind of try to find people who seem like like they're who whose body language seems to imply that they're open to like having a conversation um and then like from there from having like a natural conversation can usually 
usually it's pretty natural that it can like turn towards God in some way or we can ask to pray for them at the end of the conversation or something and that like opens up massive doors and plants seeds and sometimes they're like open to right away receiving um, Christ into their life which is amazing but that's that's one big thing and then um, worship events tons of worship events for like other Christians and also like leading worship in the streets for whoever's listening what do you? What would you say that it, your God-given mission in life is? But playing music, I, I I truly feel that God wants me to minister through music. So leading worship and then like using, or or even even playing like um, pop concerts or something like like secular music, and then afterwards like talking to people. Um, who are there about like God and stuff? Because because usually when you're on stage and they see you on stage and they see you performing, it like makes it really easy to afterwards like it kind of opens up. They are way more open to hearing like talking to you because they like think you're a big deal for whatever reason. That's just, that's just what a stage does. Kind of makes people makes it easier for people to, to be willing to listen to you, especially when you're down on like the same level as them. You get off the stage and you're on their like on their level. And they come and talk to you and stuff. It's like really easy to like just pour into them and love on them or talk to them about God or um, pray for them or whatever. Kind of the same thing. So using... So it somehow opens the door to connect with them. Yeah, right. And then through them. connecting with them, it's like become, it opens up doors to like pray for them, which opens up doors to kind of just like build off of itself in a way. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. But that's just in, in my experience. And that's what I feel like God's... God's calling calling me to as well as like um, playing like like most of the stuff that my band is like writing isn't isn't overtly like Christian stuff it's it is but it's not like it's not like worship and it's not like CCM it, we're singing about typically like positive messages and so they're gonna have like a good impact on people whether or not they know God or not and then at our shows like talking to people afterwards Typically, like, as of lately, it's been students, because we're playing for, like, either um, schools or, like, actual church events, but either way, it's, like, students who may or may not know God, and then we'll play a show, and, like, and they think we're, like, the greatest thing ever, for whatever reason. So you think about, like, vocations and what people do uh, in God-given gifts, Mm -hmm. in their God-given gifts, like, um... Uh, a person may be a doctor, and uh, they may feel called by God to be a doctor and to operate um, just in that vocation. But I think that God-given gifts run deeper than just in what you do, mm-hmm. but in who you are more yeah. so. Yeah, it's like it's who you are as a person and how you and how you do your God-given mission. I think so. Basically, that's how you do it. Because, like, I could... Because I was, I was called to music. Like, it wasn't... It was pretty vague. Um, it wasn't like you're going to do music, and then you're also going to, like, speak to people and, like, about me kind of thing. Like, about God. Um, but but that's just... That's obviously... to At least obviously to me, what is going to naturally be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So I think whatever yeah. you're called to, you just find ways to use that for God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have a solid thought after that, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, what's been your pattern of Bible reading and prayer over the years, and how has it evolved? 
Oh, okay. Yeah, over the years, pretty for sure inconsistent. Typically, it's um, I'm trying to make time in the morning, and then, like I would say, probably over the past, I don't know, even like five five years ago, I didn't like. That's a long time. That's a long time ago. I'm realizing, but like five years ago, I like didn't really have a prayer like Bible reading. I didn't have much of a prayer life, or like I didn't spend a lot of personal time with God. Um, it was like mostly if I was like in the car and I had free time, then I was just like talking to God because that was like convenient for me. But in the past like couple of years, it's developed kind of started off as just me like making a set aside time every morning to pray. Or, and then if I didn't do it in the morning, then I would try to make time at night, but like night's really hard because I would usually like start falling asleep or something. Yeah, I just kind of realized how, and it's still inconsistent, I still miss days. Um, but like I realized how much I needed to have that set aside time every morning to start my day off on the right note. Yeah, and I, I know I have to be intentional about getting like time alone with God, like time away from. Um, and the reason I say that is because the reason I specify alone is because I've I've also made it, I try to make it a habit over the years of like spending time with God throughout the day, like not hanging up the phone on him like in the morning and then just like never talking to him at all until the next morning. Um, I try to like, um, it's like a lot of little things. Like I'll, I'll see something or I, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of me thanking him for things throughout the day. Um, like I just realized things that I'm grateful for, which like could also be like, you could also refer to that as like worship or praising him. Like I'm just grateful and I'm like giving him the glory for that thing or that situation or what that person said or whatever. If I don't get it for a few days, I end up getting like really anxious or like even depressed and stuff. So like it, it can have like a pretty big negative effect on me. So I had something else, but I'm blanking on what it was. Mm. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, that answered my good question. Enough. It's <laughs> good enough. I was thinking the other day that our disposition could be really after um, being thankful for what we do have rather than always being in a constant state of like asking for things all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like we know we don't want to have prayer time be uh, limited to just sitting down and asking God for things, but I mean, just like daily life and throughout the day, just having that disposition of uh, the abundance that he's given us rather than so much so like, oh God, I'm so weak, like I can't do anything, like um, I need you so much, like those things are good, mm -hmm. but I think what actually gives us, um, I guess, the empowerment is to be reminded of the truth, I think, in ways. And I think that reminding ourselves of what we do have in Christ, I think, can change our attitudes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What does intimacy with God look like to you? It's making that alone time. Kind of, like that kind of just goes right with it. But it's also like being very vulnerable and real and being... Like, I mean, God knows everything, but just being willing to talk about, like, the real stuff and, the like, the painful stuff or, or, um, or things that are humbling. I'm very internal with the way that I, like, process and, and like, think about things and, and whatever. And so, like, sometimes even, like, in worship, 
um, I'm like not actually vocalizing my worship at all. It's like all internal. And it can be kind of a humbling thing actually for me to vocalize it. Um, but I think that's like necessary. I think that like that almost because it's, it almost makes it more valuable like to God because I'm humbling myself by doing that. Like that like is harder for me to do. I don't know if it actually means more, but I feel like it means more to God because it's like a more difficult thing for me to do rather than just like, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I think sometimes where I've experienced like where it, the praise and like thanks wells up so much that I just can't help myself and, mm. and it just, you know, goes, go, I go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I think it just has to be a natural thing. Probably. Yeah. I think, well, I, th- I would say, I think it has to be a natural thing, but, um, like letting it just flow out mm-hmm. like naturally, but, um, but there is still like this aspect of just telling yourself to, to praise God in that mm-hmm. way, I think also right. is honorable or um, pleasing to God to feel like it's pleasing to God yeah. to just submit like yourself to God or like that kind of a thing where like yeah I don't I have to I don't feel like praying right now but I'm gonna I'm gonna pray I'm gonna do that I'm gonna right, yeah. force myself I'm gonna tell myself you're gonna do this you know telling your flesh to submit. Because you know, you know that your spirit wants to, but your flesh is fighting hard not to do it. Right. Yeah. I think. What has been on your heart lately? Oh, what the heck? Okay, that's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> What's been on your heart? Speak from your heart. Well, well, I don't know. Initially, immediately, that's why it's a hard question. Um, Search within. <laughs> Find it. Um. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. God's been giving me more boldness lately, um, kind of through all the, like the ministry stuff we've been doing. Sorry, and you're good. I genuinely feel like um, the Lord gives me like, w- like words of knowledge for people sometimes, like things that they like specifically need to hear, or like like God gives me words to like pour into them that I, like I need to tell them, and sometimes I don't because I question like, oh, that's just that's not God, so they don't need to hear that necessarily. Um, and then I just, like, don't speak up because I'm not, like, I'm, like, too shy or timid or whatever. And so I feel like God's been kind of nudging me towards, like, just committing and doing that, even if it's uncomfortable for me, which it is 100% uncomfortable for me. So I've been making steps, I've been taking te- steps towards doing that. Like, even when it's uncomfortable, just, like, speaking what I think I'm hearing from God to people. And, um... It's it sucks sometimes because it's like awkward and there's like not always a confirmation that like that was from God or that they needed to hear that or whatever. But I just have to trust that it was, and I'll kind of just like know that in my obedience, God's gonna like there's gonna be a reward like in my obedience in that like uh, hopefully it grows and I'll start like knowing for sure or I'll start hearing more from the Lord. And so just trying to be more obedient to what I think He's speaking to me, I guess in general. Hmm. What makes you feel most alive? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that just felt like the most unrelated question to what we were just talking about. But um, <laughs> or it back? could be. It could be. It could be the most unrelated. Could I, could, I could talk about like um, bombing bombing hills on my longboard. 
at like that's what forty makes, miles an hour. If that's what makes you feel most alive, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I know that. Okay, that's a good point. Um, there's a certain state I get in when I'm drumming. Why does this feel closer to my face all of a sudden? Don't there's know. A certain state I get in when I'm drumming. Um, some people call it like the flow state. Some people call it like I don't know, meditating or something like that. Whatever people call it different things. People have different names for it. But like for me, it, it like actually is a spiritual thing where like I feel like. Um, I literally feel like more connected with God while I'm like insert when I get in this like state and then like my drumming just kind of comes naturally and I think it's because like there's a certain amount of confidence when I like feel like what I'm what I'm doing is for the Lord and like the Lord is pleased with what I'm doing um, then I like it like things come more naturally and I'm more willing to like commit to them because sometimes with like music and drumming and stuff like I'll like I'll have an idea in my head and if I even second guess it for a second, I'm, I'll I'll mess up, and like or just not do it, or just not do it. But like sometimes I'll second guess it while I'm doing it, and then and then it and then it goes in the hole. And so like I don't know. So yeah, definitely there's yeah. a certain state in music and in, in drumming for me that I that that state makes me feel most alive. Yeah, I think I I think I know exactly what you're talking about. When I've been on the drums or on guitar. I feel that when I feel like it's just spirit led um I guess I would just relate it to anything spirit led when you have the confidence and you're just doing it mm-hmm. and it and it's the spirit moving through you I feel like that is exactly what um is happening when you feel like that I would agree that like when I feel my worship is spirit led on the drums or on guitar where I'm just like I'm going for something and it and it sounds so much better um and it it is uh I don't know it's just led by the spirit I think yeah it's just led by the spirit and yeah I think so awesome what do you feel like God has been wanting you to do in this season of your life um maybe it's uh for me it's one thing is self-discipline mm-hmm. personally I feel like um uh, I feel like it's just like he's just like yeah like <laughs> I don't know how to word it calling me to I I don't know if that's how I for lack of a better term um a state of like obedience and just like saying giving him my yes and everything and then just trusting in him in it I feel there's a lot of reward in that and it's usually not it's not always immediate um but sometimes it is, and um, I'm in a weird season where I don't really know where it's going at all. Um, but I feel so confident and even like reassured by the Lord that I'm in the right place. So even though I have no idea where it's going, and that like typically for me is like very unsettling, I feel like really at peace with it because because of where it's at, because of where I'm at, and because of what I've seen God do. Uh, what is one book that has impacted you spiritually? Um, it's been a while since I've read it, so that's what I was thinking. But it's uh, Radical. Okay, um, I've read part of that one. Same, I didn't read the full David, thing. David Platt? Yeah, I didn't read the full thing. And it was, like, very eye-opening as far as, like, what we're, as Christians, like, actually called to and how we're actually like called to live and like eye-opening 
especially when I, like when I read it to like I'm not living like that at all but I'm a, I was inspired to when I read it and now I feel like I'm living more of like a radical life I, I haven't I haven't read it in a while so I really don't remember what it was what like the specifics of what it was what do you remember like what he kind I of remember, the lifestyle I remember the was, gist of kind of what he was saying for the first two chapters or something or whatever <laughs> I had to actually it was a yeah. long time ago too so I, I don't really I, it's been a while I need to reread it, reread it but I remember that really impacting me and like I feel like really relates to the season I'm in right now which is kind of encouraging maybe that's why I thought of it because like it's kind of like the stuff that I'm living in right now which is like um when I read the book I was like yeah I don't because I was just in a place in life where I just was like didn't think I was capable of ever um living that kind of lifestyle like the the you know like like being a missionary to everyone basically like that kind of lifestyle um and I'm closer to that now and I'm way more warmed up to the idea um but back then it kind of like terrified me like is that like the idea of me doing that was like terrifying but now it doesn't scare me as much which is great and I'm actually doing it sometimes it's not like it's not literally everyone that I come in con- like, come in contact with, but I try to discern, um, like I don't know. It's a weird thing where like I feel like I feel like with that with like speaking to people about like Christ and stuff. Do we need to stop? Are we past time? It is actually still recording. Yeah. Cool. You're good. Okay. Sweet. Um, There's a red line. I don't know what that means. That means it's recording. Okay. Um, cool. I forgot what I was saying entirely. Um, okay. Um, your thoughts? I had thought. Cool. I'm losing it. It's gone. Okay, <laughs> sweet. Um, uh, oh, I was just... Okay, I remember what I was saying. I remember okay. what I was saying now. Um, with, like, being bold and, like, speaking to people about, about the Lord and, like, sharing the gospel, I've, I am in a season where I... I only do it when I feel the spirits like prompting. Whereas I feel like what the book was like suggesting was to do it like at all times. Do what at all times? Like like speak like preaching the gospel basically. Like doing it like the whole like who is it? Preach the gospel and when necessary use words. Isn't that like a Yeah, I think C.S. Lewis. I think okay. C.S. Lewis yeah. or someone said it's that. It's that kind of thing where like you're always your mindset is always there, and you're always right. doing that with every person you come encounter and in, in contact with. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I think not we quite can, there yet. I think like, we can live it out. Yeah, by preaching the gospel with our lives. Yeah, but I'm pretty big on uh, really being led by the Spirit to do something, to speak for someone or into mm-hmm. someone's life, mm-hmm. or to do something rather than at all times because I feel like we can really easily get into a works based yeah uh, acceptance like God accepts me uh, right and if we feel like we need to it's an obligation I think that we can fall into mm-hmm. so which I don't remember what the book was talking about exactly with that but right uh, but yeah I'm, I'm definitely big on that because I feel like I mean obviously I think I think that's what Jesus did because mm-hmm. he said he, he only did what he saw the Father doing and uh, he didn't heal everyone that he came into contact with. He healed so many people, but he didn't heal everyone he came into contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, so that, yeah, uh, that 
is pretty much exactly what I was like what I feel too so like with that part of the reason why I feel so strongly about like waiting for the spirits prompting is because me personally if I just start if I like force myself just to like start talking to somebody about God it typically it feels 100% me yeah not God it feels 100% like I'm doing it of my own strength right and then it never it never accomplishes anything like maybe I plant a seed maybe I don't know or maybe they think I'm a total like and maybe God still used freak. that. Yeah, you know? right. I, and I believe God can still use it, but right. but usually it can be very discouraging for me. So I I literally have right. to kind of have be like careful about that. Yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah, I think it, it's a growing process. Next question: Bible verse you've been thinking about or passage been on your mind lately? Um, Romans twelve two, the the whole <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah the whole just like idea that I need the Lord to like renew my mind before and then transformation will come like naturally um Mm -hmm. and so like I've been I've been actually praying about that a lot like that the Lord just like changes my thinking and like or shows me something that like allows me to see things in a new way or like because like dude I don't hate sin enough I wish I hated sin more so I've been like Mm -hmm. praying I've been praying that I've been like praying that like God like mm-hmm. helps me like see sin more clearly and how like more how He sees it so that I can like hate it more and then mm-hmm. in that it'll be easier for me to not give in to stuff as often. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, that's something I've been thinking about. And I uh, passage I've been it's been on my mind for the past uh, couple of days. Romans eight. Um, Six Romans eight six, mm-hmm. for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So, to constantly be thinking in the way of the flesh and thinking in the way of our our fleshly selves is death. Mm-hmm. So to allow all these like internal or you know, internal temptations or what we want to think about or what we want to uh, imagine or fantasize about or uh, what wrong desires may try to enter uh, to set our minds on the flesh is death. All of that is death. You know when it, what it's like to go throughout the day and feel like you're in the flesh and you mm-hmm. feel like it's just death. Mm-hmm. It's just death. There's no life. And yeah. there's no peace mm-hmm. in that. So, um, you've heard you heard about uh, Ravi Zacharias? I've heard of him. You've heard of him? Oh, okay. He's a... Yeah, he's, he's been in the, in the news lately. He's a huge... Um, he's the, the most famous apologetic oh, um, okay. speaker in a modern, modern day. He just died of cancer last year. And it came out where he was having... A ton of sexual misconduct hmm. with yeah so much like it's really really uh, really really terrible because um, his impact his impact was huge right and uh, so and then that one small thing can almost like but the thing is nullify that past stuff yeah, for some and, people and the thing is it's yeah I mean I, I guess I don't want to linger on it too much but the thing is, like, it's not just one small thing. It's, like, over the course of years of sexual right. misconduct. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Either way, he had a whole 
uh, 12-page report of all the evidence found on his sexual misconduct. And, you know, it came out, and I used to listen to his podcast, so I was reading through it, and it's disturbing and shocking. But I'm thinking... Actually, I lost where I was kind of going with this, but um, I'll talk about it anyway. Uh, I was just thinking, like, what if my um, internal desires and internal, like, imaginations of the past or my present imaginations or uh, envy or um, just all my internal things that nobody hears about and nobody sees, Mm -hmm. what if that was read aloud? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think what you said about how serious sin is, mm-hmm. that's what I've been thinking about yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just remembering, it just reminds me of the the damage of sin and the seriousness of accountability and the seriousness of how bad sin is and how serious sin is. Yeah. I guess I'll end it with one last question. Uh, why do you want to serve God? Oh, what the heck? <laughs> oh, what the heck? <laughs> Did that sound confrontational? Uh, no, but it just it definitely caught me off guard. Um, oh, yeah, you can come in. Yeah, come on in. I'll hold him for the last question. Sorry, I didn't know you were... Yeah, we're doing a thing. Yeah, it's okay. Wow. Baby. All right. Um, I... Can you ask a question again? Why do you want to serve God? <laughs> what do I want to? Um, can't imagine not. I... After, like, experiencing just the small amount of him that I've experienced, like, what I know about him and who he is, and I, I, I can't imagine not. It feels very, it feels very Christianese to talk, to, to answer almost, just because, like, a lot of, like, like, um, like, I, I don't understand his love for me, or his love in general. I don't understand his love like, I, I understand it so little. I don't know how to word this. You know what I mean? Like, the amount that I understand him and his love is, like... I really... Yeah, I'm really glad you put his body. He's ruining the whole setup. Right. Um, it's like a, it's a mustard seed. You know what I mean? Like, that's how much I understand it. And, like, I just know that if I were to... If I, if I could fully understand even just... Even just God's love for yeah. me... Like he, there's so much else that's good about him, but like even if I could just understand his love for me fully, yeah. um, my life would be like, like transformed, like in such an, an insane and intense way. I often think about this, dude. Like, what if, so in heaven, like we have free will. Like, I I think that like, what if, what if the only reason like we can't sin in heaven. Is because is because in heaven we just fully grasp who God is, and what He's done, and so we have no desire to ever do anything against Him, because we fully grasp that. Also, the temptation is gone. I think too. Oh, I think yeah, the darkness yeah. and the temptation—that is darkness. Okay, that's, that's the that makes sense too. Yeah, but I think what you're saying is like there's not this. Oh, we're in control of we're controlled by God now completely. Right. But yes, we'll be like. In, controlled by God completely, but I think it's going to be less, like, mechanical, I think is what you're saying. Right. Of and what sense heaven like, will be like. Right, and I, yeah. I, I don't know, so that's a, that's kind of a roundabout way of answering the question, but, um, yeah, just who, who I've come to understand, like, the relationship that I've, that I've 
that I've gained with with God. I I, I couldn't I couldn't leave do anything else. Yeah, yeah. I think about that. I thought about that verse when you first started answering, um, where G, where disciple where people were leaving Jesus because of his teaching, and he asked his disciples if they were going to leave him also, and 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 I think Peter said something like, "Where else are we going to go? You have the words of life." That's what I think about. Like, where else really? What else are we supposed to do in life if we know the yeah. truth? Yeah. How could we turn our backs? Once on you've it? experienced that, yeah, exactly. All right, sweet um, baby time. This has been the Spirit Todd podcast with me, Atticus, and Matthew. Yeah. Goodbye. Adios.